Welcome to Rough Cuts, a creator podcast by creators for creators. I'm your host, Josh, and we have my co-host, Jermaine, and our operator for the day, Dylan. And how are, how are you guys doing today? I'm doing good. Uh, doing great. That's great. That's great. Uh, right before we started filming, Jermaine here did Slate, and I never thought of it, but I feel like Slate which is the thing you clap before you start filming, is kind of very much an art. It's not just, oh, point it and just slap it. You kind of have to do it a very specific way or else it kind of looks awkward. I, I never thought about that until pretty recently because I feel like anytime I give someone a slate and say, hey, yeah, just clap it in front of the screen, they either say something different or they, like, do it weirdly. And I just never thought of that because most people think, oh, slate, you're just standing in front of it going, ah. I don't know. What do you guys think about that? You must study the slate like an artist. I have studied the slate. Yeah, like, I, I'm just saying. Like, it's it's funny because, like, you think all it is is literally just clapping something. But it's literally, like, a whole thing about, like, oh, yeah, you have to say the role. You have to, like, have a very specific kind of way you do it. Because if you do it weirdly, it can actually sound differently depending on the camera and the audio. And then even, like, you can actually use the slate to white balance and all this other stuff that people just don't really know about because they just think it's just sync because yeah it's science but anyways it's just science it's a slate science and i'm one to advocate that slate is one of the most important parts of filmmaking do you agree no why <laughs> i don't tell me why um there's other more important stuff to do I'm than not, okay. just to I'm not saying it is the most important. I'm saying it's one of the most important. Well, yeah, it's it's to start the show or whatever you're producing. But it, it just feel like it's the beginning. It's the first step. Okay, but think of it this way: it's kind of similar to d just jumping into something like uh, like you going on a roller coaster. You know, you can just jump on a roller coaster and then you might get nauseous or you might throw up or blah blah blah. But it's like if you prepare yourself for that roller coaster, you know, like, oh, if you know you get nauseous, take like anti nausea medicine, or like, oh, I want to eat before I go on the roller coaster, and you wait a certain amount of time, you know, you're prepared for it. So then it's easier to do the thing you want to do. It's a weird analogy, I know. But <laughs> essentially, what I'm trying to say is like, if you do slate correctly, <laughs> it can make the entire project a lot. Don't look at me like that. I swear, <laughs> it, it's important. It's just not just. You're not just clapping. Like, you can just clap, but, like, if you do it, it's an art. Yeah. It's an art form. Hey, I'm convinced. As someone who has slated a lot, I, I you know, I, I feel valued. You should, <laughs> because it is an important thing, because it's very easily looked down upon. Because people think it literally is just, uh. And I am an advocate for second AC, which is the people who usually do that, or first. Right. It's just, people just do it. It's yeah. It's important. That's all I'm saying. That's not even the topic we're talking about. That's just a tangent that I went on because Slate. Yeah. And I will stand by that. I will stand on this hill until the day I die. Slate is important. Do some plugins. Do some plugins? Mm -hmm. Of what? Our social media. I'll do that at the end. Or do it now. Yeah, do it we'll now. Do it at the beginning and at the end. Mm -hmm. So, Slate is very important. And you know what else is important? Social media, which we do have. We're on Instagram and we're on TikTok. And we are now officially on Spotify and SoundCloud. I, I did it. 
dropping our mixtapes soon. Yeah. No, I, I mean, you can call this a mixtape if you want, but nope, not in the slightest. Yeah, man, you want to work out, if, you know, going to work out, going to jog, you know, driving to work, driving from work. Just listen, listen to the podcast. This. Yeah, you listen to this. us talk and tell me if you agree with me about Slate. I... I'm going or to if you don't guy. agree. No, you have to agree because if you say if you don't agree, you're essentially saying that that person, that job, unimportant. Are you saying that? Huh? I'm saying that specific action mm. can be important. So you're saying it's not important. Just overall. It's a mixed bag. You're a mixed bag. How is it a mixed bag? You're just trying, you're just, you want to argue with me. There's no reason to. Listen, man. Okay, this is not even a topic. We'll talk about this later. Okay, but anyways, we were coming up with topics. We we weren't fully prepared for this, I won't lie. We were talking about topics early yesterday, and we didn't decide. But then I remembered that we had a list of questions that we came up with like a year ago. And I decided to look at those questions. And I got, what is that, five questions. Four or five really good questions that we didn't answer that I think is going to go for a great conversation. So let's just jump right in. The first one is for you two. What makes a film great for you? Are there certain qualities that make a film better for you? Casting. Casting. Yeah, casting is, in my opinion, is what makes a film good or bad because you could have all of the production set up. Like, Mm -hmm. perfectly. But at the end of the day, it comes to whether the actors can perform well or not. Okay, I agree. I agree. That's pretty valid because the actors are the ones that you are actively seeing the most. Make sure there's clear communication between all of you so you guys know what you're looking for. Okay, that's pretty valid. I'm To jump off that, for me, it's script. dialogue and everything like and having a manual script like something that can fold with the actor like mm -hmm. to make it sound like it's something that they say as their character okay so you're thinking is this yeah is this like for like films that you have been in or films that you watch films i watch like i I always pay attention to the dialogue how it's written like what you can glean from what they say mm-hmm. i mean the acting is obviously the most the front layer but mm-hmm. it, at the end it's what they say is what is okay. made you so, know? so you for you dialogue for you it's casting mm-hmm. okay so honestly for me i want to say the biggest thing for me for like a film is like it's kind of a tie between the plot and like the character dynamics which kind of is you know the dialogue and the characters uh, which is essentially for me because of um, if I'm looking at a story that has like, uh, you know, well, actually, just before I even say all that, do you guys know that plot and story are two separate things? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So story is kind of what happens, whereas the plot is the why things are happening, mm-hmm. right. you know? So if like a story or a film has a interesting plot – and, you know, everything else is going well or not well, depending on, like, whatever the story is, that keeps me in. Whereas, like, if the plot is very much just basic and you can completely guess what it is entirely, 
I'm un I'm uninterested. I already know what's gonna happen. It's a very typical typical kind of like A B C situation. You know right. what I mean? And that kind of like bores me because I like films. I feel like should kind of get your mind going. Yeah. Like I want to be involved yeah. in the film that I'm watching. I don't want it to just be like you know just something that I'm throwing on and. Because sometimes, like, sometimes it's nice to throw on a film and to kind of, like, let yourself be numb to it. But sometimes I like to actually think about a film and mm. get into the world. Yeah. Mm. Which is why I like the character dynamics as well. Because the character dynamics, like, if two characters really feel like they know each other, like, they have a past or, like, a relationship or something, that really, like, keeps me in. Because I'm like, oh, I want to know more about these people. I want to know more about this relationship and, like, you know, why they act like this or, like, you know, see where they develop throughout the film. Whereas, if, like, y y I can tell you, there are so many films, I can't think of any right now, but, like, I can think of so many films where the characters just do not have any on-screen chemistry, <laughs> and just watching it is so painfully awkward. Like, the first one that comes to mind is the space movie with Chris Pratt and... Passengers, uh, I think it's called? Yeah, Passengers. It had a... What was her name? Was it Emily Blunt? No, it wasn't Emily Blunt. It was a... Uh, oh, it's uh, the chick, like... From Hunger Games, right? Yeah, I'm trying to remember what her name is. I feel bad, though, because, like... Jennifer Lawrence? Yeah. Yeah. Jennifer Lawrence. Was it Jennifer Lawrence? I was about to say Lauren Lawrence. Well, I'm going yeah, to look it up. But yeah, Jennifer it's... Lawrence and Chris Pratt. I want to make sure, because I, yes. I don't want to say so. Yeah, Jennifer Lawrence. Jennifer Lawrence and Chris Pratt. I'm, by the way, I say Crisp Pratt because of a joke I saw online. So every time I say it, I say it on purpose. Crisp Pratt. Because that's yeah. what it sounds like. But that movie... Such a really interesting concept. But them together felt so awkward. <laughs> I don't know if you guys saw it. No. I saw a bit of it, yeah. They do not go well together in that yeah. movie. Like, it, it's so creepy. Like, the entire time, um, it's supposed to be kind of a love story. Mm -hmm. But how he comes off and interacts with her, it could be a horror film. <laughs> because how awkward they interact. Because, a little spoiler, I guess, if you haven't seen it or if you do care to see it. But essentially, the whole... Thing is that like everyone not everyone but some people bought tickets to go on a space station to go to a different planet uh -huh. right and it was going to take several like decades to travel yeah. so they put everyone asleep in different economic levels uh their main character chris bratt his economic level was like worker uh -huh. he was like a engineer kind of like you know hands guy jennifer lawrence's character was a bit higher and his pod malfunctioned, and he wakes up way too early. So he's alone in this spaceship, and he's just kind of like, well, oh well. So then he just kind of like, you know, fucks around, but he can't afford, like, since he's lower class, he can't get the luxury items and, yeah. like, have a luxury space and all. But he's just chilling for a while. But then, like, he finds her pod, and he just starts getting so tempted to, like, open it up. And, like, I'm alone. Mm. I don't want to be alone. But if I wake her up, by the time we get there, we're probably both going to be dead. That'd be kind of fucked up. Mm. So guess what he does? He op he's opens it. He opens it up and wakes her up and lies to her and says that her pod malfunctioned. Yep. So He's down bad for the... Yeah, he's down yeah, bad. Like, at first, she's like, oh, shit, that sucks. So then them two are together, and then, like, you know, they kind of, like, build up a relationship, and they get all cutesy, and then, like, the truth comes out. And, like, he's so fucking creepy about it because he doesn't really react. He's just, like, kind of sad, I get. But it's so – it does not come off sad. It comes off almost like, 
I did what I had to do. And it's like, mm, like there's, they had no chemistry. The movie was weird. It had a, such a good like concept, but it did not go good together. I don't know if you saw, there was like this whole like little thing where like they were doing the interviews before the movie came out. And like, I think they were talking about how like they were roasting each other. And there was a part where like Jennifer Lawrence said like, oh, before our sex scene, I had to take Pepto-Bismol because, yeah. And then he said, he says something really fucked up. He says, oh, before, when we were in our sex scene, I felt your dick rub against me. <laughs> so, yeah, but it, they just have no chemistry, and that kind of, like, took me out of the movie. It felt creepy to me. Yeah, that kind of, you describing it kind of throws up, makes it a creepy But vibe. it's supposed to be a romance film, which is the thing, a space romance. Oh. It's more like a... I just uh, thought it was a sci-fi thing. A, a space stalker it was, thing. It was a space romance, but it did not come off like that. It came off like space stalker. But Come on, guys. Make better movies. What are you doing? <laughs> Don't be creepy with women. They got too many incels in the industry. Right. Uh, <laughs> and for real. Uh, that's another thing that kind of, like, this is the opposite. This is what makes the movie, like, great for me. It's, like, all character dynamics and stuff. What makes the movie terrible for me is blatant misogyny. misogyny. Yeah. Because it just really fucking takes me out of it. Because I'm just like, all right, I do not agree with this stuff that's being said. <laughs> And I'm just very, like, uncomfortable by this. Like, um, Wolf of Wall Street. I yeah. don't know if you guys yeah. seen it. Uh-huh. It's so misogynistic. And, like, it's so uncomfortable to watch, which yeah. I'm pretty sure is the purpose of the movie. Yeah. Yes. That, that was totally intentional. But it's just Not only so... do they see stocks as property, they see women as property. But it was so uncomfortable to watch, like, any scene where a woman is on screen because they are blatantly, like sex objects in every single yeah. scene and i'm like mm. yeah uh there's way worse there's movies that are designed to make you uncomfortable like i don't know the director but there's a movie like climax where climax? it's just a bunch of dancers who take drugs by accident and mm. then they go through a trip and it's like two hours and it's like oh whoa whoa <laughs> and it's you know sex and dancing and it's it's just meant to make you see i like movies that make you uncomfortable in like try to make it realism yeah like uh the disaster artist i like because it makes you feel uncomfortable because of how the movie portrays filmmaking yeah. right. which is incredibly uncomfortable it is not something where it's like oh big hollywood style like everything's gonna go great nah it's you're gonna have a creepy director yep. you're gonna have <laughs> a bunch of arguing you're gonna go overwork your manager's you're gonna, gonna try to scam you constantly you're gonna be hot you're going to have really awkward scenes where you're seeing someone's ass, probably. <laughs> you're going to see something you didn't sign up to do. Yeah. And that's filmmaking, really. And it's just, yeah. Like, I, I love the movie because of, like, how it shows filmmaking. And I just think it's, like, it's so interesting because the characters themselves, which are based off of real people, how they portrayed, yeah. you know, the characters. Um, but here's the question. Here's the next question. We're going to move on, if that's okay with you guys. That's fine. What films have been the most inspiring or influential to you, and why? You go first, Dylan. Oh, God. <laughs> All right, let me think. Well, let me change it up. I'll do, like, uh, one, one Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. I think that's another – I mean, that's my actual favorite movie. Mm -hmm. And I think it's just because of the situation that it's in, like, with the story and everything. Like, it's just such a – not normal concept, mm -hmm. but it's it feels normal. 
so know, like it, it's um, down to earth. I, I think it's meta surrealism, almost. Yeah, kind of. Okay, I like surrealism. Yeah, it's I like when it's like that. Like it, it's not like it's supernatural or anything, but mm. it's about a guy pretending he's crazy to yeah. go into an asylum. Oh, okay, I see. What oh, okay. yeah, I remember that movie. Um, what I was talking about surrealism, I was thinking yeah. along the lines of like uh, Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because Atlanta is that kind of like surrealism of like everyday situations, but are very off, but no one's acting like they're off. Yeah. So it's just like, like the entire like prison scene in like the first season where they're like, that entire episode where everyone's just talking about random things just like completely normally, yeah. and it's just like haha. And then you take a second when you're watching, you're like, oh, that's funny, and you're like, hold on a second, <laughs> like, because it talks about so much stuff just like real world problems in a comedic light mm-hmm. but it makes it like very like comedic because like you know you're gonna laugh about it but then you're gonna start thinking about it and yeah. that's how it's affected because mm-hmm. they have like you know the blatant transphobia in there and like the prison system and how like it deals with mental health and stuff like that right. and like they don't like you know go into like depth of it like oh yeah he has blank 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 and He's been in here and been out, blah, blah, blah. Ah, he's crazy. Look at him dancing again. Ha, ha. It's funny. But then as soon as he, like, fucking, like, does something, they're just beating him. Just don't say anything about it. Mm. Like, everyone's just like, oh, all right. Time to just look back down at my feet and just act like twiddle of thumbs. Nothing's <laughs> happening. It's just because that kind of stuff really happens in the real yeah. world. I think mine would be uh, Green Mile and Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump. Interesting. Forrest Gump specifically because, um, you know, it's about a character Mm -hmm. who has uh, problems in his own way. And no matter what, he overcomes them. So Mm -hmm. it's it's a constant drive to be better, Mm -hmm. even where you come from when it's either dysfunction Mm -hmm. or disorder. Yeah. So, and Green Mile, because it kind of gives me more of a humanitarian feel to it True. because the the big the main character the big black guy yeah i can't i can never remember his name um but i know rest in peace he's I'm gone he was one of my favorite actors growing up and um that movie alone michael clark duncan yep yes <sighs> right when i looked it he, up he um that movie displays a lot of caring for people even in situations Mm -hmm. where they are viewed as the bad guy but in reality yeah you know everyone will say this person's the bad guy but you actually get to know them they're not Mm -hmm. so i i take a lot of influence from those two movies because those movies are great you can never it's kind of interesting actually you both have like films that kind of have a similar like vibe to them because like uh one flew over the cuckoo's nest takes place in a mental hospital uh the green mile takes place in a prison and then like in both situations, the people who are in there don't exactly need to be in there, mm-hmm. but everyone else sees them as something else. Yeah. So, well, I wonder what that says about you two. Like, <laughs> what does that, you know, affect you guys? I think we definitely like outsider media. Like, yeah. Outsider we, media? Like those, you know, about people who definitely don't feel like they fit in, mm-hmm. or there's just an aspect about them that, like, isn't understandable. Isn't normal to others. Yeah. 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 I get you. I get you. It just it, it makes you embrace your truest self, like just being mm-hmm. you. Yeah, you know. Definitely. I think one of the, like the most popular films that kind of like like in recent years 
that came out that really like kind of um I think a lot of people kind of like decided or not even decided but like more like came into themselves about like being outsiders is um uh the person being a wallflower yeah ah yeah because that film showed like a whole like high school situation Mm -hmm. and how like you know you can make friends and like that entire group was like different and it was interesting um it took me a while to watch the movie if i'm being honest because i just kept putting it off for some reason i don't really know why but then when i actually finally watched it i did enjoy it but the the one critique i have is i felt very strange about the whole like twist with his aunt molesting him yeah it just because like i feel like a very like common thing in coming of age films with high schoolers is them being molested yeah or something sexual in a way yeah it's very uncomfortable because i feel like you know the people that those films are made for are usually you know young adults they're high schoolers and some of them have actually been through those like situations and i think it might be like triggering and uncomfortable to see those situations in like a theater situation or something like that yeah like i understand you need to be um you need to talk about it yeah it needs to be shown and people need to know that these things truly do happen Mm -hmm. but there i i feel as though there may be other ways than just always showing a molestation yeah um like any type of sexual experience like yeah yes most kids go through sexual experience almost all kids go through that um there's gotta be another way to Mm -hmm. show it in more of a less triggering way yeah Yeah. exactly i I think that movie was i mean that was like 2007 it was probably doing like trying to be more progressive with it like because it was a different time that was 2012 actually 2012 yeah it was 10 years old i mean it shit was different 10 years ago that's true in the movies but yeah. Um, but see, the whole thing about that is like, I love coming of age films, right? Yeah, and I watch them a lot. But in almost every one of them, something sexual happens, like a sexual molestation or something almost happens. And it's so, like, ah, because it happens in Percy being a wallflower. It happens in eighth grade. It happens yeah. in, um, uh, Flower. Have you guys seen that movie? No. I think okay. it, well,. It's not like molestation, but they do the same shit in Booksmart, too. Yeah, Booksmart, too. Like, it, it happens in every coming-of-age film. And it's like, why are they sexualizing teenagers constantly? Mm. And um, Flower is a, is a whole movie that, like, I, I have problems with it. I won't lie to you. I have a lot of problems with it. It, it makes me uncomfortable. Mm. Um, should I get into it now is the question. Yeah. I think that's a whole another topic. That's a whole other topic. Cause, yeah. Like, because we can get really deep into stuff like that. Yeah, but flower. I have beef with flower because it's. Mm, we get into a different time. Anyways, um. Do you want to do another question or? You know what? Let's let's let Jermaine come up with a random question. Just any question. Tick tock. What movie is the movie that kind of? pushed you away from a certain genre oh oh that's good that is a good one actually i hmm jermaine do you have one or dylan sorry (laughs) (laughs) yeah jermaine do you have one yeah jermaine do you have one give us an example kind of um you asked the question 
it's fuck. I'm trying to think of it. Okay, Dylan, do you have yeah, one? I need to think of it. Oh no! <laughs> oh my god. Okay, let's take five seconds. A five second silence to think of a movie. Cabin in the Woods. Wait, really? Yeah. So, it's an okay movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it has interesting monsters and stuff in it. Mm-hmm. It's just the the whole movie, the plot, the story made no sense. It was kind of huh. just every to me. It feels like it was all thrown around and it kind of pushed me away from that thriller kind of nonsense. Yeah, I get that because I think the purpose of the movie was making fun of every like yeah. horror. Th- it, it was cliche after cliche after cliche, yeah, that was but like point. it wasn't. But it wasn't interesting. Yeah, to you? it wasn't interesting to me. Okay, because yeah. really, like Cabin in the Woods, is one of those movies that like I hear people always talking and boasting about. Like, we're so amazed. Okay, it subverts the genre and yeah. talks about everything. And Citizen Kane. Citizen Kane. I hated Citizen Kane. Why? Dude. It's so it's boring. It is absolutely boring. The the story is just a guy Man, moping around are. talking about bullshit. Like I really don't care. You about are that. saying controversial. I, I really don't care. If we're about counting that. like just indie drama as a genre, like mm, uh, yeah, indie drama drama in general. I I don't. Uh, there's this one that A twenty four does. Uh huh. And okay, A twenty four usually has at least something decent. It was called the Ghost Story. Had like Casey Affleck. I in heard it. of that. Yeah. Is Everyone talks about this one scene because the guy dies and then she's like, you know, distraught and like life is just over for her. Mm-hmm. So she's just sitting on her ca- kitchen floor eating like yogurt or something. I know what you're talking and about. And it's I, like I, a powerful scene at first. Uh huh. But goes on for like 24 minutes. I yeah, I heard about this. People yeah. really hate that scene. No, some people are like, this is the most grand, yeah. beautiful scene because most it's, it's really raw and stuff. And some people yeah. are just like. I'm watching a movie. I could just go do that myself. Right. I don't need yeah. to see this. No, right. I was just bored. It was just so funny, like, how far it went. Because, wow. like, you start looking into the background, and then, like, in the other room, you see the ghost. I'm like, oh, shit, it's the ghost. Well, then that's <laughs> – but then you just kind of, like, uh, contradicted yourself because you just said, hey, like, this was boring, but then you noticed something in the background. Yeah, but it's, like – it's, it's a slow burn kind of thing. Yeah, but the ghost is there, and it's just, like, standing there doing nothing. But it's a slow, slow burn. Slow burn movies are kind of hard to watch. Uh, here's the thing. That. It can hum- we hard started to... watching the scene, then we turned it off, and then I tried it the next night. Mm-hmm. We did go through the scene, and then after watching the rest of the movie, like, I, I just, I, I couldn't. Like, so I, I just wasn't worth it. It's like, so funny. You guys have, like, controversy. Like, those movies <laughs> that you named... Are usually like na- movies that people love. Yeah, no. Yeah. Oh no. my god. If you're a fam- film major and you love that movie, come on. Like <laughs> Citizen Kane, you love Citizen Kane. There's, you no, are, you are just, brainwashed. Yeah, you are said. brainwashed. You are just a carbon copy of every single filmmaker ever created. Oh my god. My favorite movie is Metropolis. <laughs> I, yeah. I do that, like okay. Metropolis though. That's a good one. I only like the visuals of Metropolis. Yeah, and it's not even finished. So. Oh my god. I got. We gotta stop this episode before you guys like start a riot. Yeah, we want hate. Talk stop talk to us riot. in the comments. Let us know whether we're right or wrong. Because I'm telling you, whether you think Citizen Kane is a good movie, you are wrong. That movie is not good. He's gotta go for the camera. Beat Just because us. it's historically accurate and it's about a man bitching about his life, it's not good. <laughs> All right, Jermaine, let's bro, so- he's going deep. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in. If you like this video, leave a like, leave a comment, and 
you know, give your hate towards Jermaine and Dylan and their controversial opinion. I'll fight with you in the comments. Yeah, you probably will. Um, you can find us on SoundCloud officially and Spotify. You can watch this on YouTube. You can see our other videos on YouTube. And you can see our other content on social media like Instagram and TikTok. Yep. You guys have anything else to say? We read the comments. Yeah, we so do. So watch out. <laughs> well, yeah, we go white. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay, cut. <laughs>